and he fully expected three weeks of nursemaiding lay before him. Furthermore, by his own admission, Roosevelt shot so poorly that he was moved to comment, I am disgusted with myself. Yet the tenacity and sheer determination to succeed, no matter what the odds, which would become hallmarks of his career, served him well, and he insisted on arduous dawn-to-dusk activity every day. His confidence blossomed, as did his hardiness, and two subsequent main outings, both in 1879, added immensely to his education in the School of the Outdoors. Meanwhile, T.R. completed his undergraduate studies. With graduation, a time for momentous decisions was at hand. Before considering these, graduate study, a career path, possibly marriage and other matters, Roosevelt took an extended hunting trip in company with his brother, Elliot. This type of escape to the wilderness and engagement in what he described as manly pursuits would become a prominent feature of his entire life. On this occasion, and many subsequent ones, when faced by pressures in his personal or political life, T.R. would find that the solitude of the wild world, often shared with a close companion, was the ideal way to clear his mind and strengthen his resolve when critical decisions lay before him. During this particular trip, the brothers hunted upland birds and small game. T.R. treated himself to a new shotgun, and he got his first taste of the West, a region that would exert magnetic influence on him the rest of his life. In his heart of hearts, he found that nothing held as much appeal for him as sport. Indeed, when writing of an 1883 trip on the Little Missouri River, he commented, I am fond of politics, but fonder still of a little big game hunting. This was quite introspective, as well as being a statement of simple reality. As Paul Cutright would note in the preface to his book, Theodore Roosevelt, the Naturalist, 1956, Roosevelt began his life as a naturalist, and he ended it as a naturalist. Throughout a half-century of strenuous activity, his interest in wildlife, though subject to ebb and flow, was never abandoned at any time. In the fall of 1883, bothered by a return of the asthma that had periodically plagued him throughout his youth, and tired of the grind of politics, he had, after a brief stint as a graduate student at Columbia University, been elected to the State Assembly in New York. T.R. went on a hunting trip in the Dakota Badlands. He shot a buffalo and encountered various misadventures, including miserable weather, proving along the way that he almost welcomed obstacles as a challenge. As T.R. suggested to his guide on the trip, Joe Ferris, it's dogged as does it. Ferris, for his part, while initially harboring serious doubts about the hardihood of his client, in the end evaluated him as a plum good sort. Roosevelt's exposure to the Badlands made a deep impression, and for the next decade he would find himself torn between a life lived close to nature in that rugged area and one devoted to national affairs back east. Before boarding a train to return home, he set in motion plans to buy a ranch, Chimney Butte, in the Badlands. He would be back in the Badlands less than a year later, 
and in the intervening months, his life and outlook changed dramatically. His wife and mother died within hours of one another on February 14, 1884, the former succumbing to kidney disease in the aftermath of childbirth, while his mother, Mitty, fell victim to typhoid fever. His diary for the day shows a black X, followed by a single sentence, The light has gone out of my life. It was in the Badlands that T.R. found a refuge and renewed purpose in life. He persuaded his old Maine guide and mentor, Bill Sewell, to join him as ranch manager, and in short order was, by his own calculations, well-hardened. He discovered the surcease of solitude, first in daily outings, then in a longer trip by himself, and soon Roosevelt was planning a more ambitious adventure in Wyoming. Until his great African...